You know why I talked to the Seattle Seawolves? Because they're winners. You know why I went out with them <laughs> the night after? Because they won. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Balanced Palate, nutrition for peak performance. And The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street, the world's best rugby pub. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Network, Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. And I am sunburned, exhausted, happy, uh, a little bit hoarse, not much though, considering that I had no voice before we started this show. And it's all because of the epic, epic championship final for Major League Rugby in San Diego. The Seattle Seawolves are now two-time champions and there's only been two championships in the league to date. And the San Diego Legion, they were just amazing. And the stadium was amazing. There was all these fans. It was just, it was, it couldn't have been better. If Hollywood scripted it, we'd all be laughing and saying there's no way that that would be real. But it is real. And another thing that is real is Mr. Shalom Suniula, the two-time captain of the two-time champion, Seattle Seawolves, on the horn with us right now. Shalom Congratulations, two in a row. Yes, it's, uh, it was a great final, and it was an incredible atmosphere. Um, I'm still lost for words, to be honest. It hasn't really sunk in. You know, Shalom, when Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, he goes to Disneyland or Disney World. You're the captain of the champion Seawolves. You're going to Alaska. Yeah, yes, that's right, um, Matt. We're doing a community engagement. Um, this was always something that we were doing uh, regardless, win or lose. Um, and, and engaging with the you know our community here in the Pacific Northwest, um, we're doing it by doing the clinic, and a couple of the guys, the teammates, are going up there, and uh, we're going to take the shield with us and uh, and just share 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 all the hard work with them and uh, and enjoy it with the community. All right, so you've got the shield, right? And it's it's a heavy thing to carry, and it's flat. It's not like the Stanley Cup, and you've got a bunch of Canadians on your team that love hockey, and they, they know the stories of the Stanley Cup being taken around, drinking out of it. You can't drink out of a shield. And perhaps, perhaps, is it true that they had this by design, that it was too heavy, and that you couldn't consume a whole bunch of adult beverages out of it? Was this by design? <laughs> That's a good point. I'm not too sure. Um, I could tell you from experience that it's a bit lighter than last year's shield, so... Um, I think they've changed that up a little bit. And you couldn't, not really sure how to celebrate with that thing. Um, besides, it's just a hassle to carry around. Um, where to, wasn't sure whether to check it in, take it on, <laughs> whether it fit on the plane. Um, so, yeah, it's quite an interesting shield. And uh, I think one, we'll, we'll try and figure out how to take it around and celebrate it with us. All right. So it is a different shield. I thought it was a, it was a little bit too light. I was jockeying it and i was like no this wasn't the one from last year yes absolutely it definitely is a, a different shield from last year same look same design um but just a bit lighter which is nice so what do you do with these things will these two slabs slash shields end up on a wall together someplace i i presumably show i mean i think it might be there'll be some touring going around with it uh and then uh, i think that they could just end up next to each other that's a good point at the seawolves office Okay, let's get back to the game. I know that you got to rush because you're literally flying to Alaska. So, 
I got I to gotta ask you, what's your perspective on the Joe Peterson drop goal? Because there, there is a handful, maybe two or three players in the league that could do that under that pressure with that ice in their veins. And I'm just wondering if that excellence actually came back to haunt him. And, and it's because people are saying, oh, well, if he doesn't kick that or doesn't attempt to kick that drop goal, it's going to be a whole different series of events and, and San Diego holds on and wins. What, what's your take on that? My first comment about Joe Peterson, he is a class player. He is he's definitely um, a quality player that's, that's lifted the standard of the MLI as a whole um, this year. In regards to the final, it's a double-edged sword. I think you, you, he kicks that drop kick and they nailed their exit and we you know, forced an error on it again on our part. It's a different... Nobody will be saying that. Um, my heart did sink when he got that drop kick and I didn't realize it was just, we had just over two minutes to, to go. Um, and we still had some breathing room. But for a second there, I thought his kicking game really hurt us <laughs> that entire final. And it was his accuracy. And he's just a pinnacle, uh, a clinical player. Um, and so, uh, again, going back to that, uh, if you remember the game uh, up in Seattle, uh, they kind of just did pistons and ran the, ran the clock down. Um, you could argue they, if they had gone that route, then they would have, you know, they would have won the game and frustrated us uh, at the right part of the, at the right part of the game. So um, yeah, it could have gone either way easily. Okay, but I would argue that he made the kick and they got the ball back. Nobody foresaw what was going to happen after that, and particularly the end with the try, with the try with you guys with the all in one and kitchen sink. Rolling mall for the try. That was just who. There's no way we could have seen that. Um, we we at the kickoff. It was uh, we regathered, regrouped ourselves, and we knew that once we had kicked off pretty deep, would would, would get a line out somewhere around the halfway or just before. Um, and then we had one more roll at the dice. Um, and then you know once we had that high tackle penalty kick for the corner. We just hedged all our bets and just put all our chips in, and and and, and if this mall comes right, let's all go in and just just believe that we call it just believe. <laughs> Absolutely crazy, and I was just feet away from it with my with my camera shooting it, so I know I know, and I said that this this to Brian Ray. I know it was real because I saw I I shot it and I saw it. just crazy but a couple of breaking things in major league rugby alf daniels has been let go as the utah warriors head coach and samu manoa has announced that he's retiring from international rugby but he'll be staying with you guys so he won't be competing in the japan world cup unfortunately but he's happy and that's all that really matters right now so that's one thing but you know there's a potential scenario that you guys will have your fourth head coach in three years if richie walker doesn't come back what do you think of Phil Mack filling in as a head coach in a, in a permanent basis? Would he be able to command the room and, and, and do the job? 
honestly, that's tough to comment on right now. Um, I, I'm just not sure where all that side of things is going. I mean, yeah, it's tough to say right now. Um, hypothetically, if he was a coach, I think he'd be a fantastic coach. Um, if you know, hopefully, if Richie stays around, he'll also be. You know, there's there's a lot of learnings to take out of this year, and we can all get better for it. Um, I think um, either way. Uh, from the playing side of things, if the core group can just stay together um, for one more year, I think you know, as we'll definitely have a bigger targets on our back. But I think from the playing side of things, uh, again, there's enough maturity there to kind of drive the standards from the player side of things, uh, from a player standpoint. Um, and not to say that the coaches are not important, but um, you know they, they also have an intricate role to play, especially with the group of guys that we have here. So how cool was this one with Roland, your brother, on the team with you and your brother Andrew, who plays for the Elite and is now kind of in an administrative role as well, in the stadium with you? It was awesome, man. Like, like, like I said, to, to share those moments with them and especially having my wife and my daughter there because they weren't there last year. Um, these moments don't come around too often. Um, and you'll always reflect back and just remember. And you know, memories are much better when shared with loved ones. You are remarkably calm and reserved after winning that championship. You know, you guys did go crazy <laughs> on the pitch and had a good time that night. But what was the difference between this one and the last one? Uh, I, I think the biggest difference uh, from last year to this year was the physicality and the speed um, and the skill level went up. And that, and that has largely to do with the the standard of foreigners that were brought in by various teams, uh, which lifted the standard as a whole. So you had to get a bit, bit more creative and a bit more, um, not necessarily creative, but a bit more um, clinical at the basic stuff. Um, you know, the, the, the key core skills of the game and, and the game management, um, most of all. You brought up Joe Peterson earlier, and you know he had arguably the most difficult job in the world addressing the the room that was the post-game function. It had fans from both teams, uh, players and management, and he had to get up there and talk after that d devastating loss, and he did so impeccably. And then you followed it up and did just as well. Yeah, no, that speaks of, of, of Joe's personality and his character. He's a, he's, a, he's a mighty competitor on the field, but then off the field, his sportsmanship is not like none other. And I think those are the values of the game that we need to continue um, hopefully, you know, the young guys within the groups, each team and, and all the teams can see that. And that's the standard that we have, especially as the MLR is growing and rugby is growing in this country. All right. Last question. When does the work for the three-peat begin? It begins straight away. We're on the way to Alaska and, and, and uh, we're going to inspire some young youth um, and engage with the community and, and share the um, I guess the values of rugby and all the uh, and, and celebrate with everybody. So it begins straight away, and uh, I think training begins again later in the, in, in the fall. So we'll enjoy it while we can for now, and then uh, get stuck back into it when it's uh, when it's done. All right, my friend. Enjoy escorting that shield slash slab around. You earned every minute of it, uh, and I just look forward to the next time we can get together. Thanks, Matt. Always a pleasure. On that note, on behalf of Mr. Shalom Suniula, the two-time captain of the two-time Major League Rugby champion Seattle Seawolves, I'm Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City, signing off.